Well, good morning, folks. Coming to you early today with the Toddcast out of the swamp. It's Coach's Scouting Report. Todd for Gent. What's going on? Time drives up and going. Oh. Think we're getting it rolling here on uh, what's the today's date? The 11th. Oh, that's nice to know when you don't know what it is. Hey, there you go. You got birds chirping. It'll be a little humid. It's August. I thought I'd bring it up. Hey, got Fred cooking down there, though. Might be heading to the Florida Panhandle. Fred. It's a tropical storm now going about 40 miles an hour. They're thinking maybe weekend or first of next week. I always love when they say going to the Florida Panhandle. We'll wait and see on that deal. But uh, anyway, you look at it. It is getting to be school time. Less than a week. But it still hadn't helped us with the old buddy over there in Grand Prairie. True. I just got on the website here. Yes, a website. Uh, a venomous cobra is still on the loose in Grand Prairie, Texas, but it's keeping everyone updated through social media. And that got my attention. Obviously, a snake can actually tie. Instead, a creative DFW resident is having a little bit of fun tweeting as the Grand Prairie Cobra. We, we got a name now. Just a cobra visiting and seeing the sights of Grand Prairie in North Texas reads its bio. Now, Cobra was last seen bopping around town while listening to ZZ Top. <laughs> um, yeah. In some restaurant, it's putting on a little marquee. Smoke Cobra coming soon. <laughs> hey, that's all in good unless you're the neighbor next door to where the snake yeah, The owner says that he feels like the snake is probably uh, dead. But, uh, I don't know how he puts that on the line. But anyway, snake's still roaming around. Has been since we know of August the 3rd. So, help me, Lord. Let's find that snake. There you go. Yeah. Well, here's one everyone might like. It's National Presidential Joke Day. What? Yeah, this day recognizes the humor often found and yet not so appreciated in the highest office in the land. So, let's take a look back at some of our president's social missteps. Everyone loves hot dogs. There's even a national hot dog day. However, when the president of the United States serves them to the king and queen of England, things might become awkward. In 1939, President Franklin D. Roosevelt hosted a good old-fashioned wiener roast when King George VI and Queen Elizabeth visited the U.S. in 1939. They probably thought it would be a little more gourmet. 82 years ago, it had such a year. We still have that in the White House. In 1968, President Richard Nixon joined the set of Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In. While lacking sketch, while lacking sketch comedy ability, Nixon did give the nation a new catchphrase, sock it to me. That's right. He says, I think it was this speed, sock it to me, <laughs> sock it to me. 
George H.W. Bush pledged in 1988, read my lips, no new taxes. Two years later, Bush raised taxes. Uh, and sometimes the gaffes are vice presidential as at a Trenton, New Jersey spelling bee in 92, Vice President Dan Quayle misspelled the word potato. It's spelled S-P-U-D. There you go. Hey, it's always the safest way. Birthdays today, Terry Eugene Bollea, a.k.a. Hulk Hogan, born in 1953. Wow. That's him. The Hulk. That's right. Brother. <laughs> um, in 1919, Curly Lambeau and George Whitney established the Green Bay Packers. In 1929, the Sultan of Swat, Babe Ruth, hits his 500th career home run. What? Now, he likes to hit home runs. Is that what you said, Jason? He likes to hit home runs. And uh, they ain't over the fence, so that's where he's going to hit them. 1973, the movie American Graffiti opens in the United States. Okay. okay. If you've never seen that movie, get your little toy out, bring it up, watch it, start to finish. You will laugh, and just the music's awesome. Well, man, Jack, and I just do it. Speaking of music, in 1956, Elvis Presley's double-sided hit Don't Be Cruel and Hound Dog was released. The single went number one on the U.S. chart where it stayed for 11 weeks. Well, think about it. One side sale, the other one gets to go with it. Here we go. 1964, the high numbers later to become The Who played at the Railway Hotel in Harrow, England. Just before the band were due on stage, Roger Daltrey's father-in-law came into the venue and dragged the singer outside and hit him. The band started their set and Daltrey appeared back on stage after the fight. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, I got to see a little backstage stuff with the Who uh, one time, but, but the, the front stage watching, they did put on a show. Yeah. Everything we get to you. Well, the magic bus. Hey, got this from uh, Cooper's Aerobics uh, yesterday. I'm on their little mailing list. Easy to get on if you want to be on there a little bit about healthy leaving. Just type in Cooper Aerobics Health and Wellness. Talk a little bit about fast food, healthy hacks. Whether it's a busy day running errands or rushing around to make it on time for your kids' extracurricular activities, we can all relate to needing a quick bite to eat while on the go. When you're hungry and time is limited, the flashy bright signs of fast food restaurants beckon you with a convenient, relatively inexpensive meal. In fact, fast food consumption statistics show the United States consumes the most fast food in the world. You know, we're the most overfed, undernourished country in the world, by the way. It is estimated over the course of an adult's American life they will spend around 70500 on fast food or takeout meals. Now, the Centers for Disease Control Prevention said the average burger in the 1950s weighed 3.9 ounces, which is now much bigger than sliders today weighing 2.2 ounces. Today's fast food burger has quadrupled in size and a whopping 12 ounces with a serving size of fries, ballooning from 2.4 ounces 
to 6.7 ounces. And then of course we have super sizing options and extravagant additions such as bacon, cheese, and a various sausage. Sausages, I'm sorry, on uh, sandwiches than ever, which puts the calories up. Also exceeds the sodium and saturated fats recommended for an entire day. One sandwich can do that. But there's good news. Know before you go. They've written here. Many restaurants provide their menus and nutrition information online. Aim for balance. Add color to your meal with salads and fruits. You can easily substitute fried food options with these healthier sides. Downsize portions. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. That's pretty much the big killer of people. Avoid drinking your calories. Cold drinks can get up to 500 calories. Milkshakes can get over 650. If you're craving something more than water to quench your thirst, order low-fat milk, unsweetened tea, or sugar-free soft drinks. And skip the high sugar lemonade juices and milkshakes. Personal note, when I used to work in a lab, remember the sugar-free are uh, diet drinks those are mainly for diabetic people if you are not a diabetic and you drink a diet soda you're not doing your liver and kidneys much good it has been proven just don't go by hygienology on that one so uh, be cautious of that so my deal is just you know don't drink as many and get the real thing <laughs> Wait a minute, that wasn't a commercial for anybody. <laughs> All right. But we will take options if somebody's out there. Be mindful of tasty additions. Any additional toppings order also means additional calories. Try skipping the cheese, fried onions, and bacon and order sauces. Uh, instead, order extra veggie toppings such as lettuce, tomato, onions, jalapenos to give your entree nutritional flavor Boost. Build a better salad. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. But the last word of the last paragraph says moderation. Yeah, you know, it's not gonna get you, it's not gonna kill you, but it might if you do those every day. Right. Yeah. So be cautious of that. The easiest way to remember it. Is just have color on your plate instead of all brown right. uh, foods. You know, spread it around and then move around. <laughs> I won't think on that. Uh, sad thing, sports world. Tony Esposito died at 78. Now, Tony Esposito was a died of pancreatic cancer. He was a goalie back, uh, of course, in the 70s. For the Chicago Blackhawks, that's when uh, they had a minor league team in Dallas. And friends of mine and I'd go, sometimes a little blue-eyed blind, go with, we'd go watch a uh, up at the Fair Park, and that was a minor league team for uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. So, uh, so we got into minor league soccer. We kind of pulled for Chicago, and then. Uh, course Boston that kind of stuff but anyway he uh, 
he played in 1969 70. Esposito had one of the most incredible seasons by a goaltender with 15 shutouts, with his 76 total tying him with Ed Belfar for 10th all time. That dude, I mean, nobody scored, yeah. you know, against him. It's the goal, so. Not too shabby. Yeah. Again, that uh, fast moving sport, that's one of those. You got to go to. For me, I have to go to and watch them. I can't watch them on TV, but live, they're, they're a lot of fun. And uh, all I know is the night the uh, lights went out in Georgia, but Rebar, <laughs> Reba McIntyre, talk a little bit today. Songs Fancy, Does He Love You? Is there life out there? I'm a survivor. The heart won't lie. Turn on the radio. If you see him, if you see her, back to God going out like that. He gets that from me. Grace man I never knew. Wherever country. Oh, Reba. She, she's fun. She's good. Puts on a good show. She uh, is American country singer, songwriter, actress. Songwriter. She began her career in the music industry as a high school student singing in the Kawa High School Band. Which that's up in Oklahoma. She was born in McAllister, Oklahoma in 1955. But still touring around when the virus lets her, you know, that kind of stuff. But she's fun. Put her on your little toy, listen to some of her music, kind of tap your foot with kind of stuff. How about a little wit and a little bit of wisdom? Lou Holtz, coach at the University of Arkansas, South Carolina, won a national championship at Notre Dame. You were not born a winner, and you were not born a loser. You are what you make yourself to be. Huh. You mean that's that's putting uh, Pretty good there. putting an obligation on you, right? Mm -hmm. Accountability, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. I guess that's all I have to say. I got a read a little article the other day. And it says expect the unexpected. You know, that's pretty much right, isn't it? Because something's, something's going to happen. Could be good, could be bad. But uh, this is actually a, a educational magazine. You, you would hope all magazines would be educational. <laughs> but it's geared to educators. But anyway, uh, it says August, the end of one association year and the beginning of another. Well, I look at that as, you know, school. Starting again, you hope a whole new fresh but it seems like we're tilting back to last year about this time about with the mask and the mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff expect the unexpected to believe the unbelievable and to achieve the unachievable these challenges are true and life we believe in what can really happen you know people are always saying more you can't than to do we can seems like and dealing with kids and i know ball playing i, I remember the first time uh, back in when you get them in the seventh grade 
I just remember when the first tackling drill we do, the first thing I look at when we get them down, I'm looking at their eyes. And that's going to tell you right now about if they make contact and they close their eyes right before contact, probably not going to be a ball player for you. And it's just real hard to get that into them. They kind of, kind of always got to have that. But anyway, uh, I like that. Expect unexpected. And that way it won't be a shock to you. Right. And you know, you know, there's good things happen with that. Good things happen with some mistakes sometimes. They call it the Twinkie. <laughs> yeah. Got a new packet yesterday from the American Heart Association. Stroke warning signs. F-A-S-T. F for face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, beats difficulty. T, time to call 911. You know, can't stress enough. Do not self-diagnose. Worst thing can happen. Thing like we, we, we would talk to people that way or their families would tell them after it's too late. We were saying. You got anything... I got a couple animal stories. You're not the only one with a snake story. Well, there's everybody. Woman describes horror at finding snake and 17 babies under her bed after reptile gave birth. Okay, now wait a minute. That's under right. her bed? Under her bed. You know, I'm always, you know, you turn that light out. You got to yeah. run to get to the bed because you don't want <laughs> that something to grab you. If you got from under the bed, I always, kids and I would talk about that class. They'd raise her hand. How many of them do that? Raise <laughs> But anyway, yeah, what's... Well, she, she did a double take after noticing what <laughs> she initially thought was a piece of fuzz moving on the floor. Oh. Seconds later, she noticed another piece of fuzz moving at her home in the U.S. state of Georgia. Uh, she eventually found a mother snake and 17 babies after turning the bedroom upside down. I'm out of there. Hey. The, the, expect the unexpected. There's a picture of it, and the snakes were barely visible. That's why she thought. Um, oh, you can tell was... by that rug and all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They camouflaged in there. And then uh, bear cubs cavort across <laughs> North Carolina golf course. Uh, you see the picture of them. I believe uh, I let them play through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Three bear cubs frolicked their way across the golf course alongside their mother at Lake Toxaway Country Club in North Carolina. There's a video of it. And, yep, mama and her cubs. Were any of them wearing the Jack Nicholas uh, golden bear cap? <laughs> this small one is. Wow. Now, that's something. I, I, could, uh, I can put up with the bear for that unexpected. That snake deal, I don't know about uh, that. That's pretty unexpected. Woo! I know one time Brother Dave Booker had a snake issue in a house he was at. He, he got out of there. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, scary. Any kind of, I don't know, people and nature. <laughs> yeah. You never uh, know. Expect unexpected. I know. I've had it enough times today. All right. Well, don't know much else going on except uh, got a little thing little text yesterday said hey coach enjoying the podcast and I'm like whoa there you go somebody might be lying there but uh, that uh, that was pretty neat and then I figured it out it was one of our old Wiley I'm old guys yeah so that's kind of fun we 
need to say more about Hombo. We will as the season gets going a little more. Encourage someone today. Like I say, somebody needs it. I, I just tell Casey earlier, I, I read a deal about a guy out at Azel. He's put up a little sign, I'll talk to you or something. People come up, uh, either, you know, homeless or, or just people that's just going through a hard time. And he listens to them. He's got a little uh, canopy and... Uh, like Lucy from Peanuts, the yeah. doctor's in Five Cents. He said it was helped his life a lot because he had a hard time last year. He went through some cancer issues and this has really lifted him up as much as that. it looks like he's lifted one. One story told about this just recent. A guy stopped and talked to him. And he told him he had some suicidal issues. And he said, well, I wish you'd go get help. Guy came back in two weeks, said he did. Things began to turn around. Wow. And uh, I tell you, not, you just don't know. You know, pop in that Proverbs 3, read it. If you feel a little bit low. But then again, you encourage someone, they encourage someone, everybody can kind of get things going for them. But, uh, Everybody needs a little help. Mindset. Let's make it count. Even out there in Almo land. <laughs>